From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 339. Today's show is brought to you by Kane 11, Harry's, and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm very good, Brad Dowdy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. But uh, I'm a little sad. This is our last episode of the year. Quick upfront reminder we are not recording next week. We're taking next week off. Wow. I don't. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Slackers, you can still record one episode if you want to. Mm. I just won't be there, and it will never get released. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll just do like a uh, group chat with as many people as I can fit in a channel at one time, and then mm-hmm. we'll just send it over. We'll do individual recordings, and we'll send them over for you to edit. How's that sound? Well, as I, I said, I'm not going to touch it. You can feel free mm. to go like to do what <laughs> you can do whatever you want, my friend. But it will not. It will not find its way in front of me. I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, we're uh, well. We won't be recording next week, but uh, I'm sure we will find a way, or at least I'll find a way to uh, be out and about, and you know, streaming or something like that. So yeah, we'll we'll make up for it. But uh, we'll be back in the new year. But before we do that, we thought it might be kind of interesting to do a bit of a recap, but more of a look forward. Yeah, a transition. On... Like it's a transition episode. We're gonna look yeah. at some of our favorite brands and some of the maybe the kind of key things that they've done uh, in 2018 and then what we would like to see from them going into 2019. Yeah, so I when I was putting together the list for this show, and we haven't done anything like this before, but I thought it would be kind of a fun idea to to approach. I just started rambling the names off as soon as they hit my head. So you'll see like the first five or ten brands that we talk about are like super you know right in my wheelhouse it's the brands that i care about the most you know we're not going to do like a completely thorough hit every brand do all the pros and cons and all the details but we'll kind of do you know a a big overview of some of the most popular stuff that we talk about things that we like and and things like that Mm -hmm. so there's no surprise mike maybe to you there is that i put platinum number one on the list and that doesn't mean they're number one in anything it just means the first brand i thought of was platinum because last week i said what i wanted out of them next year and that was the impetus for this episode right and you got a new platinum so it was it was fresh in my mind and for 2018 i just thought they had another killer year so last year i talked about them as the brand of the year for 2017 I thought they turned a corner in their product lineup, um, specifically the 3776. They added the classic ink lineup, and they kept that momentum all through 2018 with, you know, just consistent releases. And I say that, and I'm just kind of talking about the 3776, which is kind of what I want to see from them in 2019. Something else besides that, right? Like, what do you, you don't have like the long, detailed history with Platinum that I do, but you're kind of a newcomer and you've got it now. Like, what would you want to see going forward? Like, what would your next Platinum be? Would it be another 3776 that is interesting or do you want to see something else? I mean, I would have no problem getting another 3776. Like, that wouldn't be an issue to me, but it would have to be designed in a way that I like. You know, and then I would be willing to try out a different nib size, right? Which is one of the reasons that I would be up for it because I would want to try more of the nibs. So if I can attach it with a, you know, like it can be attached to a wonderfully looking, interesting, maybe fun texture uh, pen body, then I would be up for that. 
Yeah, so that's one thing they did this year was expand the nib offerings in the standard models. Instead of your standard extra fine, fine, medium, and broad, they added in soft fine, which I love. They made ultra extra fine more common. They added in soft medium. They don't have a stub yet. At least I, I say that question mark. I don't think they do, at least not in the 3776. So I'd like to see that. And like I mentioned last week, I want that orange. Give me that orange, Mike. 3776, translucent and orange. I don't know what they would choose, but I know they would do it well. Um, I hope it would have rhodium trim, though. <laughs> if it had or if it had gold trim, I might have to hesitate before buying it, but I'd still probably buy it. Um yep. I think they can do more with their inks. So Platinum has a couple of really strong inks in their Carbon Black. It's a very popular, it's probably their most popular ink. And then their basic blues are pretty decent. Their blue black isn't really blue black, but they don't really have a stock lineup. They have some pigmented inks. And then... They introduced that classic lineup, which was so experimental for them and a bit of an outlier. It was kind of a surprise. It wasn't some standard ink lineup. Now it's time for the standard ink lineup refresh, I think. Right. Give me that 10, 12, 20 stock colors. You know, they don't have to be iron gall. They don't have to be pigmented. Give me your basics in a high quality ink because I think you can compete now that sailors raise their prices. We're going to go that down that path in a minute. So there's an opening for a really good platinum ink. And with all these unique colors they're doing, why aren't there matching inks for your Lilas and your Lavand and your Shungyo and your Kumpus? I mean, those are crying out for custom inks to match with them, right? Yeah, most definitely. I would love that, actually. So, Platinum, I need an orange 3776 with a 1.1 stub nib and a matching orange. Is that too much to ask? Matching orange ink, is that too much to ask, Mike? I don't think so. Probably. Eh, probably, but eh, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our good friends at Sailor, Mike. They continue to kind of blow my mind that they have their hands in so many things, mostly pens, like the the limited edition pens and limited edition inks. Like they have this huge, what I feel is a pretty large stock offering. And then they have a, just a behemoth group that must work on all this custom stuff. I don't know how they coordinate all the different custom things that they do. So we saw that in 2018 as being like an even bigger part of their brand. It, it's it's almost like to the detriment of their standard issued pins. Yeah, it's like they almost don't exist. Mm-hmm. And then... On the negative side, I thought their ink changes were not good. They lowered the ink capacity that you would get in a bottle from 50 to 30 and 20 in some cases, I think, and raised the price. So they really you know, put the screws to their ink pricing to the consumer on that. Um, I think the jury's still out whether that's going to 
to work. I don't think it's really stopped people from buying them, but I really haven't. Where in the past, any new ink sailors would release, I would it was just a no-brainer for me to buy. So that was kind of their their last year in a nutshell was all custom stuff, it seemed like, and raised price on inks. What I want from them in 2019, and we actually talked about the this earlier um, in the year, is that I want them to fix and focus on the Rialo. This is their piston filler, and mm-hmm. it gets absolutely no love. So, like, it just doesn't, you know, it it's almost doesn't exist, and it's a really good pen. So yeah, I have one. I want to see that I, piston I have filler. Just the black one, um, which I bought in Atlanta for a pretty good price um, from my friends at Drongles. And mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before. I don't I didn't even know this pen existed until you told me what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it just comes in like the basic few colors. And they did a couple of custom editions this year. I remember seeing one or two from you know, different shops in Japan that had one or two. There was like a translucent one with blue end caps, similar to that King of Pen that we bought, but a lighter blue. That's the only custom one I remember seeing. They did a Soleil one for Bung Box a few years ago, but they don't do enough with that one. And I think it could be a much more popular product. So Is it I want more to expensive? That. Maybe that's yes. why like some of oh, the people that are looking for customs don't do it because maybe it would be too, it would be pretty expensive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like mid threes, I think. So it's definitely more expensive, but that's but that's part of the um, you know the 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 cost of the piston filler, I guess. So it's definitely easier to make the Pro Gears in nineteen elevens, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's what I want to see. Give me, give me one stock Rialo that looks awesome, or do one. You know, do something like the Tangerine in Rialo. Just once, once right. this year, give me a wide release Rialo that's interesting. You know, it can be a limited edition, but it needs to be a worldwide limited edition, not a store brand limited edition, right? Those are different. Well, yeah, that actually leads into what I would like to see, which is hmm. to continue doing these wild and wonderful collaborations that they've been doing but try and do more that are more readily available to people in different destinations. Like I'm not saying to make the Japanese exclusives only available to places that sell to America and Europe, but maybe do more with American and European companies or make it kind of more open for people to pitch them or whatever so that there can be more of these collaborations for other markets because they seem so willing to do so many of them, but a lot of them are very difficult to come by unless you're in Japan. Right. And, you know, our community is willing to jump through the hoops to get some of these things. And most people aren't right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a special breed in that, but you know, they did a, um, you know, they just did a, an edition with gold spot, like in this past week or two, this uh, beautiful yeah, it's not that they edition. don't do any, right. The sheer misweighting of how many they do with Japanese companies like bung box, who feel like they have one every three weeks, you know, <laughs> I would love right. to see a little bit more. And also as well, I mean, I don't know if this is where this comes from. I don't know who's making their minds up, but I feel like the US-based limited editions are far less adventurous than the Japanese ones. 
we don't get as many store specific limited editions as we do get North America limited editions, right? Yeah. Where yeah. we'll get like which those are the ones I've ended up liking. Honestly, that's where the tangerine came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they've done the the gray ones and the frescas and things like that. But it's like a one off one per year type of situation. Um, yeah. It's like I I'll be interested to see how 2019 goes for that part of their business. So it's, you know, that's at like the top of our list for things to watch, you know, that we're interested in and you know what we're going to be involved in. I also put down, I want to, I want them to bring back the Sapporo mini and I would be okay. And this is going to be blasphemy. I think they should eliminate the Sapporo from the lineup and just make it the mini. I don't think the Sapporo is their strongest pen. The Pro the uh Pro Gear Sapporo or the Pro Gear Slim, whatever you want to call it. I think that's probably their weakest overall pen in the Gold Nymph category. And I think it could be fully replaced with the Sapporo Mini because it gives you that full size writing experience while being a pocket size pen. And I bring this up because I saw like Joe, a gentleman stationer, and I've seen a few on Instagram. They did a mini pin for one of the Japanese stores, just like we were mentioning. So they still are making a few of these pins. It's not like they did away with it completely when they did away with the main. It used to be a regular category in their stock lineup, right? It used to be like a skew for the Sapporo mini. And now I've seen a custom one come out in the past month or two, why can't that be back in the regular offerings? I want to see that. So, and I would go as far as saying you can get rid of, they'll, they'll never do it, but I don't think the pro gear slim is that interesting unless it's a special edition. Like there's some really cool, but like the cosmos and some of those have been really good And the bung box ones, you know, we've bought in the past, like pink love. Those are great. Like those really, really custom ones, but the stock ones, I'd rather buy a Sapporo Mini. I think it's more. I think it's a better pen. So we'll see. Sailor definitely keeps us on our toes. There's always something we've missed in the past month. You know, it's just uh, never ending. Pilot Michael. Mm-hmm. I wrote in the notes, and I'm gonna read it exactly what I wrote. Did 2018 even happen for Pilot? Was there a, a 100th anniversary I missed or something? That's what 2018 was for me in as far as pilot goes. Yeah, disappointment. A huge disappointment. Yeah. Lack of effort. Complete whiff. Like, not like straight negative. They didn't make like garbage pins. They just didn't do anything interesting. Mm-hmm. And... They had a 100th anniversary. I'm not sure if you heard that or not. It was so much hype for this. Uh, and I feel like they, they kind of let they let everybody down, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we might see some stuff trickle into this year. Like, they were talking about the inks being released, like, in March or something like that. The limited, the 100th anniversary inks. But at this point, that ship sailed. And I mean, if you... It's not like it's just they a didn't know this was the happening. Board. They missed it, right? Like it's been missed. Like if they're yeah. like, "Oh, we have this cool stuff now," it's like, "Well, it's 2019 now. We're into your 101st, right?" Like, yeah, it's you know, you, they missed it, and it's a shame because yeah. we spoke. You know, we we we've we've flogged this horse many times now, 
Uh, what, is it, what does Peter say? It's a uh, feed a fed horse, right? That's that's. Yes. Have you seen that meme? Right. So we fed this yes. fed horse a bunch of times now. Yeah. And uh, I I feel like it's you know they had such a great back catalog to uh to to borrow from you know obviously yeah. the beloved Mayu Murex M90 line which would have been so perfect for this and for whatever reason and I'm sure they had their reasons they just didn't bother yep so let's fix a mic 2019 i want the pilot custom heritage 912 to be the new pro gear that we all want this pen is so good it's priced really well it has all the nibs like any crazy pilot nib that you can get is available and you can just get it in a black pen with silver trim Mm -hmm. now i love that but where this pen is priced they could make a huge dent in sailor and platinum in the 175 to 225 price range give me and i don't even need like your fancy limited edition crazy finishes give me some colors give me some trim options give me something the 912 is the most boring great pen out there i think i absolutely love it just like the size is perfect the nib is perfect but I just need the one black one, right? I mean, that's it. We're done. Like, I'm not going to buy all the nibs in there because they make great nibs, but I don't need them all in that pen. But if you made me a green one or a purple one, you know, maybe I'll pick up a second one or a third one. I don't understand why that's not happening. So that's what, I mean, I've I've spoken about that for years for the 912. That is just an area that's ripe for the picking. I, I just think it's... It's practically a no-brainer, but who knows if it'll happen. I also want to see added colors to the Orochizuku ink lineup. This ink lineup's been around for like a decade. It's been the same 30 or so colors. They did introduce... It started out a little bit fewer, and they, they introduced a few, I don't know, six or seven years ago to complete the lineup. I don't know if these new 100th anniversary Orochizuku inks are going to be a permanent edition. I'd like to see that. I want to see just a refresh because it's a really, really good ink. And I want to see just a refresh of the line. Something um, uh, just to, you know, put it back in, in the focus again because it's really one of the best inks out there. Talking about what I want to see in the 912... I did see just yesterday that they have two new colors coming in, the 74, which is the their kind of entry-level gold nib pen. They have a really pretty red translucent, a really pretty blue translucent. I don't know what they're exactly calling these colors, but I love the colors. And a new vanishing point. This all-metal stripes vanishing point is what they're calling it. I want to know what you think about this pen. Uh, that's not for me. Okay. If I if this pen came out eight months ago and was the 100th anniversary vanishing point, I would have insta bought it. I would have got it, not not like bought it, but like if like it would be like okay, right? Like that's not for me, but I can see the thinking that gets you to that, right? But like yeah. it's just not. I'm not particularly excited about it, but I don't think I would have been mad about it. So, 
and I can see now, I now it's a wait and see for me. It's like, I want to see it. I want to feel it. You know, I think it's over $300 because it's, you know, all metal, fancy, limited edition. I, I why aren't, why weren't these three pins the, in the hundredth anniversary? Like if these three pins came out in the hundredth anniversary range of pins, I would have insta bought. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what they're doing because these look awesome. I think all of these look awesome. I, I don't know. I love that blue color. Um, I'll probably get the vanishing point, but I'm not as jazzed about them now because I don't know. They're just any any other release. Like you got to line it up with any other release that we have coming up, right? You can't buy every pen, so it's now in the great group of all the pens that you know we might right. be interested in instead mm-hmm. of being a special 100th anniversary pen. So whatever. But I I mean I think they look fantastic. So yeah, they they need. They need a kick in the pants, I think. <laughs> they, um, they're just one of my favorite brands, and I think they can do more. And I want to see it. All right. We have a bunch more brands to get to, but before we do, let me take a break and thank Blue Apron for their support of this episode. With the holidays fast approaching, meal prep is the last thing you want to be thinking about. But cooking delicious, wholesome meals is easy with Blue Apron. Blue Apron really gives people like me a better way to cook. I've cooked Blue Apron meals. I've eaten Blue Apron meals. I've even just taken the recipe cards that the Blue, Blue Apron sends you, and I've recooked them again. Like They have chef-designed recipes that use fresh seasonal ingredients that they ship to you, and they're all ready to go. That's what makes it so fantastic. You get a box, and everything's pre-portioned, and you don't have to, you don't have to prep anything. You don't have to go to the store. It's all there. Their website and mobile app makes it super easy to plan meals you'll never have to worry about that last minute dash to the grocery store to pick up the clove or garlic or then you end up with like 20 bulbs of garlic and then like that's too much garlic to just ever have really and but with blue apron you get just what you need they cater to a bunch of dietary options and i personally love learning to cook recipes i've never tried before and finding new things to add to my arsenal this is what blue apron can do for you stuff like creamy saffron risotto with sicilian style roasted cauliflower seared steaks and loaded mashed potatoes or what about korean style popcorn chicken with jasmine rice and roasted broccoli check out this week's menu and get three meals for free at blueapron.com slash pen addict that's blueapron.com slash pen addict to get your first three meals for free blue apron a better way to cook so in the chat room they're saying that they're, they're upset about my never enough garlic i feel like maybe <laughs> people aren't listening to me 20 bulbs of garlic is too much garlic to have in your house at one time that's what i was talking about i love me some garlic like i always put extra cloves in but 20 bulbs it's too much that's what you end up with if you have to run to the grocery store to pick up some garlic so that's what that i'm standing by that statement well i'll say when i when i cook blue apron almost everything most of the products come with with garlic and you get a clove and i actually use a little bit less than they than they ask for. I usually have extra garlic at the end. It's a lot of garlic. It's good stuff, though. Someone <laughs> is saying, so Jovic, one bulb a day. Hmm. Oh, I don't know goodness. if that person has any friends, loved ones, anything. Uh, I feel <laughs> there's like... A, there's a vampire joke in here somewhere, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not totally up to speed on that, right? Yeah, minced garlic. That's what we go with. All right. That's what we cook with mostly at the house. Let's talk but, about uh, Retro this... 51. <laughs> Let's. I think... I think 2018 is the year they blew up in yeah, the big I picture. Right. I think you're right. I, I think we 
in the the collective pin addict we we kind of know that they've been like very popular for a while i think they crossed a different threshold this year and now i think it's time to be careful like of the the oversaturation overdoing it right i think we're we're not there but we're close like the, it was the, a they lot. run the risk of losing what makes them special yes like it was a lot but how do you tell someone's like that's very successful that you know hey let's let's think about one or two things but i still think there's room for them to grow and do more and they're gonna have to in, in my book for the next year they're gonna have to get more experimental and I mean, what I mean is in barrel materials, finishes, um, treatments to pens. What are they going to do that's not what all Retro 51 has always been about? And that's a very difficult thing, right? Like the tornado is everything to them. And, you know, you're going to get your cool colors. You know, you're going to get your cool patterns. You're going to, you're going to get your cool branding and, um, you know, character things, you know, you're going to get some cool metals and etched type of uh, pins. What's, what are the next experiments that they can do? You know, what, you know, give me an acid etched metalsmith, right? Give me a torched metalsmith. What is going to separate this pin besides the branding of it right like you're buying like you know their main lines you know like this year you had kiss and you had smithsonian and you have all these brand agreements and you know doing different things and that's like the core of their business it's like do that but then where's the next interesting thing that's really going to move the needle that's what i want to see what about you yeah i Agree. I think they've probably had their best year ever, but they've got to make sure that they don't. I think don't go much more than this. You know, in the in mm-hmm. the limits that they're doing. Um, and I would actually like to see them turn their attention to making the best fountain pen that they can make. Yeah, I think they're on the cusp, right? They, I've heard, but I've yet to try. I haven't tried it yet because I mean the only, the one we're talking about is the the Goulet Christmas sweater one. Yep which has the new section. If they're going to put this in a lot of their fountain pens, I will try one immediately. Just not I just don't want the Christmas sweater one for like my everyday use pen. It's a cool looking pen, but if I'm going to get one to try and use a bunch and and like really test, I'm going to wait for like the next one and make sure that that's the section design that they're going with. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have new sections, new nibs. That's everything for a fountain pen, right? I mean, that's that's a big that Everything else, retro fifty from the nib up, retro fifty one's got it covered, right? They can handle that part. It's that front end of the pen. And if they solve that, maybe twenty nineteen is the year of the retro fountain pen. Who knows? I so this excited this, about that. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I, I would like I do not own a retro fifty one fountain pen because the like the one I reviewed is really good, but it's not better than what I'm using to make me want to use it. Yep. That's kind of the thing. This whole little group here is interesting, Mike. It's Retro 51, Field Notes, and Blackwing, all in this little section here. And I think Field Notes probably had 
their best design year ever. Um, I don't know if it's their best sales year or whatever. It probably was. I mean, they're a growing company. It probably was. But from a subscription limited edition, which is really what they're known for, mm-hmm. Coastal, Three Missions, In Papers, and Clandestine. That's probably one of the best runs of any year that they've had, um, at least that I can remember. What do yep. you think about that? I think it's completely accurate. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the smaller companies, like Field Notes, Retro, Blackwing, and we'll talk about uh, a grouping of companies later, you get to the point where you can't really... It was like, I can say some things maybe I'd like to see, but having any kind of like important, like meaningful plan for a small company is much harder than with the bigger companies because they're the bigger companies are kind of nameless and faceless right the smaller companies like you know them personally and you're telling them something about their business when you don't really know their business right it's a little bit of a different feel so it's like field notes there's nothing really i can say to do more of right i don't know what that is you know the one thing i thought that might work in their product lineup for 2019 with the expansion of the formats that they carry, they could do a big A4 top-bound spiral pad. I mean, that would crush. I, I think they would sell a ton of them. That's a very expensive type of notebook to build, like what I would envision them building. But I'd be in. It was just like, you know, these smaller companies that are doing a great job is like, who am I to tell them what to do, right? Yeah. I mean, for me... I don't particularly want them to do anything wild mm-hmm. next year. I just want them to keep doing what they've been doing because yeah. this past year has been, as you say, so good for them. So I would like to just see them continue going along that route. Um, but yeah. Like they're, I think they're a company that's firing on all cylinders right now. Yes, I agree. I mean, they're not misfiring. Like they're just, they're just really doing their best work, and it's showing. So, I, and I, I would say good. they definitely reined in their uh, limiteds this year from previous yeah. years. Like it was getting sure. a little, a little wild for a bit, and and I feel like whilst there have been some, they tend to have been of higher quality of the ones that I've seen, um, mm-hmm. and they seem to be a little bit calmer i feel like the wildness of years past mm-hmm. um has kind of and, and like the way like the furor around it as well seems to have yes. cooled down a bit which i think is is good and i i think the the result is the f- the focus can be on what they do best and i think they delivered that in 2018 yeah yeah Yep. I agree completely. I mean, I, I think that those two things, now you've said it, they feel completely related, right? Yeah. Right. So what you're saying, is, what what I'm hearing you say is you need a Retro 51 quarterly subscription. Yes. Because <laughs> that will fix everything. But like, <laughs> but yes, though. <laughs> right i don't like if we remove the fact that obviously these things aren't wouldn't be related completely uh, i would 100 percent want that right right all right let's move on to blackwing because they're not quite there yet they are really dang good i love them 
Like I just, I think they do really, really great work and they're on the cusp of like what retro 51 and field notes is doing with like these regular custom special editions. I think they need to get their stories across better. I, I don't know exactly how to explain that, but it's like some of their stories with the products are super compelling and interesting. Like this last one um, with the Mars one, it's just very interesting. Now you can tell the story of this product where, you know, I'm unfairly crapping on the previous edition, which I didn't think told anything. Like it was uninteresting across the board. So the 33 and a third. So it's like they're really good at storytelling. They're exceptional at product making. And I want a year in 2019 that Field Notes had in 2018 for Blackwing. Because I think they can do it. They've had some misses for sure. But they are still early on in this process pretty much. A couple of years at this point. Is, is yep. it even a couple of years? It's. I want to say it's three. I think we've done okay. three. I mean, I think that they're still turning out majorly good stuff, right? Like, by yes. and large, they are. But yes, it, it would be, of course, wonderful to see them nail it across the board for one whole year. Because yep. if there's any company I believe can do it... I think they can do it. Yeah, like, they, they have but some... they they have had some real stinkers this year. <laughs> <laughs> they really they have, have, unfortunately. They have. <laughs> um, so, like, I think I think Blackwing, I I think they're playing it safe, and I think I'm ready for them to push the envelope a little bit. Mm. And this is a wooden pencil. How much envelope pushing can you do, right? And that's the the struggle. I don't know. Yeah, but how much know. can you do with a paper notebook? I know, I know. They're all like you. inherently simple products, mm-hmm. but you know, story, color, texture, core, mm-hmm. like they're the ex- that's the exact same things that the field notes have, right? Like yeah, story, color, texture, paper. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just those four things, but they execute them, right? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like because I'm not so tied to the Blackwing as everybody else. Why don't you make it a different shape? Mm-hmm. What's, there's literally nothing stopping you. You make the pencil. If you want to make this one round, right, like completely smooth, I know it would mm-hmm. probably drive everyone bonkers, but like, oh, just they, go for they've it. Done it. They've done it and it did, and that's okay. Like, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay to take some risks. I think you so. You know, I put in... I put in here the the Tahoe edition. I forget the number of it, but it's the one where they did like the raised topographical lake map. Like just the finish on that barrel was awesome. It's like do more of that stuff, you know. Give me those type of features. One random non-subscription thing I want to see them do. I want them to make a core set where they have a set of pencils in all of their cores in one package, whether that's five cores or whatever. The only hang-up I think that in the in the past is those are all separate product lines for them. So other companies that do these core sets of 5, 10, 20 different core grades, um, they all have like the same artwork and same paint job and same style. Like Black Wings are 
purposefully made like individually. I think they could benefit from a five pack of all the cores that they offer or what, whatever that number is. So I would like to see that, you know, where someone can say, you know, let me try one of each of the 602, the MMX, the extra firm, the Pearl in one set of pencils. Like, I think that would be just kind of a neat thing to have. So hopefully we'll see that. And I, th I think that's kind of your gateway into the brand too. So I think that might be helpful instead of have people having to decide, well, what's the right one for me? Here's a core sampler pack. I think that would be nice. All right. Turning the corner back to the to the big brands, Lamy. Yes, it was a it was, <laughs> number one. Hire me, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that go. Like I I can fix it all, Lamy. Just hire me. Um, I'll start learning German. Just let me know. <laughs> das ist gut. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a little boring. Uh, a little boring of a year. Oh, hang on. All right, I want to do a, a quick quick roundabout here back to the blackwing there is a okay. starting point set there is a starting point set for blackwing so i stand corrected i didn't even see that but it doesn't have the firm and this is too much i don't need three i don't need the three you know pin tips and things like that so this is close like this is what i want to see from it's blackwing 30, but i want to see 35 dollars though i mean yeah that is not I mean, it's an expensive set well they sold those pin uh, cover the uh, pencil covers for like ten bucks each when they first came out the point guards, so that's pretty much all all the money tied up in there. So I think you could get a small set of um, like if they're going to keep throwing out this extra fine core, I mean extra firm core, they need to add it to the regular lineup because they keep mixing it into volumes and it's just making people mad they can't get it regularly. So good, thank you, uh, Tony, for sending that link. We'll put that in the in the show notes for those who are interested in trying all the sets. So yeah, okay, good. That's good. That makes me happy. But I think it would be done a little bit differently. Don't give me all the stuff. Um, Lamy had a bit of a boring year. Like, we've been harsh on them for a while. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. I think seeing their proliferation, whether you think that's good or bad, in retail spaces, um, I kind of like just from a bigger picture, what can they do for us pen addicts that's non, you know, retail, or is that those retail environments going to give them the influx of recognition and sales to be able to do more things? I don't know. We'll see. But I just thought it was kind of a boring year mm -hmm. for Lamy. You know, the limited editions weren't that great. Um, you know, the, the the new pens i guess the ion was new this year i guess it was late last year but it really kind of came on this year it's just kind of it's i i enjoy it but it's just kind of boring you know black and silver it's like yeah it was lami was there you know <laughs> it's like i just think they could yeah they could do so much more like this is a such a huge well-respected worldwide brand I want I want more because I like them, right? Like I'm, it's like it's your your hardest on the ones you love, right? And I love Lamy, and I've been harsh on them for a while now, and I just think it could be better. So the one thing I want to see for 2019, I want the Vista in all the colors. This is as big a no brainer as we have on this entire document list. The Lamy Vista needs a minimum of six barrel colors 
yesterday. I don't know why that's not a thing. Is this remaining uh, clear with colors? No, yeah, yeah, translucent yeah, colors. Okay. Purple, green, red, blue, pink. Yesterday. I don't know why this is not a thing. They've made other pins. They made the Lamy Balloon, which was one of my favorite styled rollerball pins that had a terrible refill in a translucent blue, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I don't know why the Vista does not have the experimentation that the Safari and the All-Star have. I don't get it. I, this, I, why aren't, why don't I have a color of the year in the Vista or, you know, whatever limited edition Mm -hmm. they are. I just think they're losing out. Like I'll still buy my safaris and then I'll add in a purple translucent Vista. Like that needs to be a thing yesterday. It's gotta happen. That's the, that's my, (laughs) I do not remember the Lamy balloon. It's a great pen, but it had a terrible refill. It was a super proprietary refill and it wrote awful. But the barrel is killer. I agree with that. Actually, I never would have thought that to make to make the Vista in some colors, but that totally works. Yeah, I mean, it's the same price. It's in that price point of their other entry level pens, and they make all those other ones in all these million different colors. They have experience doing it, and I don't know. It's the most no brainer thing I want to see on this entire sheet. Mm-hmm. So. All right, should we take Hire a break? Penatic.com slash contact. You can get me hello at penatic.com. I'm open. Lami, call me. Well, you're just giving them all the ideas for free. I mean, they need someone in there yelling at them to do it, I guess. I don't know what it is. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Kane 11, the company who make ridiculously comfortable socks in precisely your size. The socks you're wearing right now are probably a one-size-fits-all affair, but we don't all have the same size feet. The folks at Kane 11 thought that since we wear our socks every single day, they deserve innovation too. So Kane 11's men's merino, merino wool socks offer a precise fit. They come in uh, 11 sizes. That's where the 11 in Kane 11 comes from. From size 7 through to 17. And you'll be amazed when you feel the difference of socks that truly fit. They are made in the USA from uh, high quality materials and they're going to hold up wash after wash. And they're available in smart, confident styles to suit your look. I have some Kane 11 socks and I'm a big fan. They fit really, really nice. They're super soft, even after washes. Like, I've been really, really pleased with them. Um, they are awesome and I can't wait to get some more as soon as that as soon as the uh summer temperatures start to to creep in I'm going to get some of their ankle socks too they're like sneaker socks cuz I never they, they are the ones I always struggle with the most with sizing I never have the right size and then like my ankle rubs against the shoe and I hate that so I'm going to be getting myself some of these Kane 11 socks even more of them than I already have all purchases come with the KN11 promise. If for any reason you don't love your socks, just send them back for an exchange or a return, no questions asked. And KN11 socks make the perfect gift for the person who has everything already because they definitely don't have these. And once you wear KN11s, you're never going to go back to those one-size-fits-all socks again. To get your own KN11 socks in precisely your size, head to KN11.com slash penaddict. That's kane com slash penaddict. And enter the promo code penaddict to get 20% off your order. That's kane11.com slash penaddict and promo code penaddict for 20% off your first order. Our thanks to Kane11 for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
Let's get to another one of the big boys here, one of the big German brands in Pelican. I think they are the perfect fountain pen company. I Mm. don't have any negatives to say, Mm -hmm. and I don't have any recommendations for them to change. Mm. I think they nail everything across the board. Every price point, every style decision, every limited edition, the balance between primary lineup and limited editions. They execute flawlessly. They are on point with everything they do, whether you like the style or not, or whether you like the price point or not. I cannot argue with how they do it. So my recommendations for 2019 were one, keep making the best limited releases, which I think they do. And two, find some pricing consistency. They've been all over the board in the past few years. A lot of it's material prices and gold nibs. So some of that's not out of their hand, not in, you know, in their control, but they've bounced it around a lot in the past several years. So people are like, well, is now the time to buy a Pelican? Are they going to change the price? Do I buy it because it's lower? They've actually lowered the prices in some regions. So they have a regional issue and they have a materials issue that they're constantly fighting. So you don't want a company, like I understand when companies have to change prices and raise prices, but Pelican seems to do it a lot and they go do it in both directions. So it's a little bit wonky in helping me make a Pelican buying decision, right? When you're making a buying decision, you take those things into account. Is today the right day to buy this pen? And Pelican's the only company I can think of where you have to ask that question. Normally, okay, today would be the day, yes. With Pelican, you go, is it? Like, I don't know. (laughs) What are they going to do next? But as far as a brand, as far as functionality, as far as technical, as far as design, as far as limited editions, Maybe the stock lineup could use a refresh. You know, who's buying, you know, green stripe, blue stripe, pens, solid blacks, that they've had those out for a long time now. Maybe they won't go anywhere, but I don't know. Maybe a refresh there, but man, I, they're uh, practically unassailable in my book. I don't really have anything to say about Pelican. Yeah. Like, I see it every, like, six months or so or whatever, I'll see one of their editions. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And But that's as far as it ever really goes for me. Yeah. Their pens are pretty expensive a lot of the time. Yeah, they are. They are but, but, like, like when you're talking about a brand, you can't say, okay, now make it cheaper. <laughs> right? <laughs> then you, you lose kind of what Pelican is. Like, mm-hmm. they're expensive. They are not for everyone. But as far as the year that they had... And what I wish to see from in in the future, like I got nothing. I think they do it right. And I don't buy very many Pelicans. Like I got the, I bought the Ocean last year. Uh, You know, maybe one a year I'll buy one. Like I had the 800 Demonstrator the previous year. So yeah, I like, I enjoy Pelicans. They're not my favorite brand. You know, they're not the one that I'm always, you know, clamoring for every limited edition. But as far as, what they do, I think they're practically flawless. Um, and I think that's that's a lot to say. But I just, I mean, I got no complaints other than the pricing consistency. You know, things wavering all the time. So that's about it. 
um, they they're as good as anybody in the business right now. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. All right, I'm actually surprised as I was going through this list. I forgot Uniball until someone said, what about Uniball in, uh, on Twitter? When I mentioned some of the brands I had already covered, I was like, oh my God, I did not put them in. I think because they don't make a fountain pen or subscription service. <laughs> Those are all the things that were above, right? But I think Uniball makes the best standard pens, like their gel pens, their ballpoints. Like the DX is the best gel pen you know, the Signo, the Jetstream is the best ballpoint pen. You know, they have some really high, they make one of the best mechanical pencils on the market in the Kuratoga. Like they're super good at the low end stationary. And I don't, you know, I don't really want them to change. I don't know what excited me last year about Uniball. I don't know that they did anything exciting. You know, we saw pictures of the large capacity Jetstream refill and we still haven't gotten to try it yet. It hasn't made it to its to the US unless you want to buy on the Japanese market. That's fine. Um, you know, what innovation can they do going forward? I'd like to see maybe a premium retractable for the DX. You know, like they make the Jetstream Alpha, which is an awesome pen, you know, like in that ten to fifteen dollar price right. range. They've never done they've never done one. I guess it wouldn't be for the DX, it'd be for the RT. The RT is the retractable model the dx the um 151 is the uh capped model so that wouldn't be a retractable it'd be the rt which you know you can always swap out the refills but it's never had a standalone product i would also like to see them do something interesting in the wooden pencil landscape so mitsubishi is and is the pencil brand. I don't know the full organization of this company, the structure, but I count them as all the same. Mitsubishi, Uni, and Uniball, I count them as kind of all one big, massive company. Most of the pencils get made under Mitsubishi. There's some that are under Uni. But I think they could do more mainstream pencil stuff because the ones that they make are really good, but they just make very few of them. So I wonder what it could be. Um... You know, what type of innovation could they do in that wooden pencil space? But they they already do it really well. I just think there's a little bit of room for it to become more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Mitsubishi pe- pencils are some of my favorites. And, you know, maybe they could do a little bit of a higher end model. I, I don't know what that would be. So who knows? But I they're my number one non-fountain pen brand. Like I think they do everything in a really high quality uh, fashion like everything is a really really good product i don't know if you have any have anything for uniball that's not i know that's not really a brand that you use frequently no, that's no, kind of not, not your thing i mean but, you um, know they were one of my starter brands and so yeah. you know so that was cool but like these days i mean everyone knows this i don't really keep up with with this level anymore like mm-hmm. uh, just because i don't live this every day the same way that you do Right, yeah. you know, like so, yeah. I found the area that I like to spend my time and money on, and I mm-hmm. stay in that area. And it's basically all fountain pens, by and large. Right, is most of the stuff mm-hmm. that I'm buying, with some exceptions, and they're yeah. all kind of like in the 100 plus range. Right. Range. So I probably use Uniball products more than any other product on this list, and I almost forgot to put them on the list. Well, but I mean, I mean, it's terrible to say, but they are pretty up for like forgettable 
I mean, yeah. not that they don't make good products, but like nothing is screaming at you. Yeah, they're normal, standard pens. They're just the best in that category. And I use that a lot. So, like, I'm using a 0.38 DX right now. Well, there you go. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're not even sure you still have to check. <laughs> I, um, this next brand, I had no interest in putting in here until I thought about it a little bit more. And it's really, I want to get the listener's perspective on what they think about Jay Herbal. So my friend Sarah said, hey, add, you know, when I was asking for other companies to put on the list, she said Jay Herbal. I was like, they didn't even register with me because as far as I'm concerned, they just make ink. They make really good ink, make really good special edition inks, but not a lot of people use their standard inks, at least with regularity. So... I didn't have anything to say about their 2018. I don't have anything to say about their 2019 other than are they in our realm? Like, I think they are. Like, what is J. Herbal? Are they an ink company? Are they a paper and gift company? Are they a luxury brand? Why should I be interested in J. Herbal? They make the, the, they just launched the Jacques Herbal, like the fancy ink lineup. But like not everyone's getting those, so I can't I'm not really gonna try those unless someone sends them to me. You know, I'm not gonna hunt them down. Are they I I'm a, they confuse me, I guess, is where I'm at with Jay Herbon. They don't have a pen, right, that we use regularly. They made that rollerball type fountain pen filler. They make glass dip pens. What are they as far as a pen addict goes? Like, mm. you know, should they make a compelling fountain pen that you know, makes me want to try more of their inks. Like, I think I've tried to make a pen before. Um, I just, they confuse me. And I wanted to bring them up because I'm interested in what other people think about them. Like, they know them for their inks and they, they know that they're good inks. It kind of stops there for me because they're not like a diamine who has, you know, 300 ink colors, like where ink is their business and they're going to innovate in that space. I'm not sure Jay Herbon is that. Right. So that one confused me. So I wanted to throw that out there. So I'd love to hear some feedback on Jay Herbal just as a brand. Yeah. And then finally, before we get into what our listeners want to see next year, I put all of the smaller makers, or I don't know what you want to classify this category as together. And and I'm going to leave someone off. Don't yell at me. But, you know, I'm talking about like, Franklin Kristoff, Canalea, Edison, Karis Customs, Robert Oster, Story Supply, Write Notepads, Knock, Shone, Woodshed, all these people who I think they're the core of this industry. Like, I think this is why I do what I do for, you know, because of the people that are in this category. And I apologize if I left someone off. I'm sh- guarantee I did. Um, this is why I enjoy doing what I do every day because I get to see what these people make. I get to talk to these people. I get to work with them. And that's different than your large corporations, right? So there's a different, you know, I don't know what the word is. There's a different communication level. There's a different feel. Like these are personal brands to a lot of us in the community. So 
who am I to tell them what they should do <laughs> in 2019? Sure. I obviously, I have opinions on lots of things, but these are people trying to run a small business in the best way they know how. Who am I to say, you did this terrible and you should do this better next year? It's like, that's not the business I'm in. Like, I'm in the business of supporting these people and I'm, I'm in the business of stating my opinion on the products. Like, I'll, I mean, if my best friend in the world makes a crap product, I'm going to tell him it's a crap product, right? But I'm not going to say, well, next year, you should work on making the most not crap products you can make. <laughs> it's like, who am I <laughs> to say that? You know, I just want these, you know, everyone in the, like, in the smaller makers, and then we're talking like smaller retailers too. Like, everyone just, like, you know, get involved in the community you know, be, have like the best customer service, make cool stuff, tell great stories and, you know, share your journeys with us. Like there's nothing more I can ask for. These are great. So. All right. Should we take a break? Yes. And then we're going to get into uh, what the pen addict listeners want to see in 2019 as well good from their stuff. favorite brands. So we've got some good suggestions in here too, but let's thank our final sponsor for this episode. And that is Harry's. We all know that finding gifts for your loved ones is super difficult. Do they want more pajamas? Do they want more aftershave? I don't know. Get them something that they really want to use every day. Buy them a gift from Harry's. Harry's razors and shavings products make the perfect gift because they're super practical. Once the person gets hooked, they're going to end up saving money because Harry's razors will cost them as little as $2 each after they've used the gift set that you got them. You can personalize the razor handle to make it feel extra special so you can get great colors or you can have it engraved. And Harry's gift sets come in ready to gift wonderful boxes with sets starting at just $10. As a special offer for the listeners of this show, we have a great deal with Harry's. You can get $5 off any set, including their limited edition holiday set when you go to harrys.com slash penaddict. Plus, you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. Each set, uh, each of Harry's shaving sets comes with an ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave it, German engineered five blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box as well. Or even if you're looking for a treat yourself, you could redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of the shave before committing. So, Brad, what do you love about Harry's stuff right now? I love that they make the best quality at the best price. Like you can buy a cheaper razor. You can buy a more expensive razor and neither of those are going to work as well as the blades and Harry's razor and the handles. Like everything about the brand is kind of set perfectly. And that's only because the quality is so high and they've hit the price point to where it's like perfect. Like this, like in the holiday season, it's the most perfect boring gift you can buy anyone because it would change how they do things. Like Harry's changed how I shave just because the quality is so good. You can't beat that, right? Nope. So shipping cut off. So to get that holiday shipping in time, it ends this week. 
So shipping cutoffs end this week. So act now. Go to harrys.com slash penaddict to get your $5 off a gift set while supplies last. That's harrys.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. So the chat room wants to know what I want to see from Harry's in 2019. And my immediate response is translucent, translucent handles. Everything's <laughs> they should, 2019 yeah. is going to be the year of translucency. For <laughs> Give me some translucent color handles. We're in. <laughs> All right. Let me start off with some of these. What do our pen addict listeners want to see in 2019? Oxamendi says, I want to see Pilot take a second crack at giving their average fans an affordable pen option for their 100th anniversary. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but it's not going to happen. No, but they've yes. had yes, like they've. I mean, look, I I can argue about this all day. What what they did for their one hundred hundredth anniversary was super selective. For it wasn't for everyone to share in the experience. No, it worked right? for what, them clearly. Right, it was what they what wanted they to did, do. It was flat out amazing. Right. Like the technical artistic aspects of what they created was amazing. It was for five people, <laughs> you know, it was for a super limited number of people. We're pilot fans and customers. We wanted to experience it all and we're not going to get it. So the release of their new colors now for 2019 just shows we're not going to get anything for the 100th anniversary. So we'll have to move on from that, unfortunately, and see what they do. For their regular products, although I guess we'll get some ink here probably March time uh, for their 100th and first anniversary, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They just screwed the pooch across the board on this. All right, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Bump says, more cool limited edition Sailor Pro gears that you don't have to guess how to obtain. Not too many, though. I don't want to bankrupt Mike. Me and Bump are on the same level. Yeah, this is everything we talked about. Do some really cool stuff that you're already doing they're making they're doing some knockout stuff as far as design goes give the greater planet a little more chance to get them in an easier fashion that loses some of the specialness i understand that argument but you can still you can have it this one you can have both ways doesn't have to be the same crack of all of them right? right you can still have the special japanese ones in japan yep so you can. This is one that I do believe you can have both ways, and I would. I'm. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Brandy says, in general, I want more dark purple and more silver trim. But as a particular wish, I'd love to see a transparent purple Twisby Eco. Brandy is part of the year of transparency. Year of transparency, and guess what, Mike? Twisby replied to that tweet. They told Brandy, "You're not going to have to wait long." Oh boy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Year of transparency, 2019. I didn't realize this was going to be a thing. I've always been a transparent pen person, but uh, apparently I want everything to be transparent. <laughs> I'm not very transparent in that fact. Abby Normal 23 says, I'd like to see Blackwing offer an extra firm core outside of the volume series. I mean, this is an amen. This is a preach. This is, if they don't do it this year, I don't know what they're doing. It has to happen because they keep slamming it in the volumes and they just keep making it harder on themselves by not offering it in the primary lineup. I don't know what the holdup is on this. It's the best core and they continue to use it and they continue to not make it a general everyday product and that needs to change. 
All right, so our next one comes from Doc Krog, who says, Honestly, as much as I love pocket notebooks, I love what Story Supply Co. is doing with making A5 stuff. I know that's a wildly big ask from other companies, but just expanding and experimenting into fun new ideas of paper products would be fantastic. Yeah, what Vito and Gabe have done with their A5 is super cool because it's got a lot of handmade elements into it, and that's a very time-consuming and labor-intensive product. And it shows, like, it came out amazingly well. Which one so, is this? Which which one is this, the A5? What's I knew you were going to ask remember? me the name. Is it the yes. exposition notebook? Yes, that one, that one, that one. So, right. yeah, it's fantastic. Like, it's everything I want in an A5 notebook. And as far as other companies go, yeah, I mean, you know, they look at it. There's There's a level of competition there. That's in the mainstream of stationary users like your pen addicts and like your mainstream stationary buyers the traditional a5 slash a5 ish hardbound notebook is what they think of as a notebook so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of competition in that area so story supply is able to do something cool and innovative you know like for us but in the big picture it's kind of hard to go up against like Leuchtturm and Moleskine and things like that. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't try, right? This is the stuff that we find fun and interesting and want to support companies that are doing these things and making these choices to be different. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Doc Krog. I just wonder how we get there. Um, you know, it's it's cool. We're going to keep seeing new notebook companies come out like all the time. We had a ton this year, you know, Element. Uh, Elia is new to me, you know, it's just brand new stuff. So, and there's 8,000 other ones that I'm I'm not thinking of. So, yeah, it's good. B2Cav says, pilot launch a new collection of vanishing points of retro 51-esque visual design. More patterns, more releases, more fun for the office. Pilot leaves so much on the table. The more I think about it, the more mad I get. <laughs> I... So they did what was I guess it's been about four or five years where they did that five set of vanishing points that were not the limited edition release for that year, but they did the they did the black mat with the colors like purple, green, blue, orange, and red. Why don't they just have more vanishing point releases throughout the year? That barrel is a perfect um canvas for so many things right the it's 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 two cylinders of artwork whatever you can put there they could be some really neat stuff happening in that space like i don't understand why that one hasn't seen like more of the disney sanrio star wars you know, branding and marketing. Not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I want that. I'm surprised I haven't seen that from a company as big as Pilot who does things like that with the... It's essentially a blank slate on that vanishing point barrel. It has to be generally easy to make make that work. Like, how cool would some of those things be? I, I'm... I can I'm, see. I'm not holding I my breath. See that they hold that pen in too much respect to brand it with other people's stuff i'd buy the hello kitty one tomorrow well happened, i know and a, I a know, lot of people would right but uh, yeah i'm with you i agree i feel like i feel like that they might they might not want to kind of sell that one out because it is it is a truly unique pen that only pilot have 
you yeah. know anyway well well then expand on it then yes. you're, you're well, now now yeah. you're making my argument yeah so I, I i didn't realize how perfect that barrel is for other things until thinking about it now so yeah Calligraphy Nut says, I'd like to see someone offer a traveler-style approach to a sectional notebook design with more fountain pen-friendly paper options, sketching notebooks, calendars, for example, but without the crazy price on simple things like covers. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the dream scenario. This is why we like brands like Travelers who give us infinite options. Um... And then they also charge us, you know, 50 to 70 bucks for a slab of leather. <laughs> you know, I think that's, you know, it's kind of the style and the aesthetic. Like, I get it. Um, you know, the the Rotorfaden Taschenbegleiter, I think, is one of my favorites in this type of category. But it's way expensive. Um, like, much more expensive. I think William Hanna um, is in this category too and it's crazy expensive so yeah i don't know the answer to this but i'm with you like i love you know like the customizable kittable notebooks journal setups you know i i think that's a big thing you know how do we solve this problem who's going to take this problem and and run with it you know um yeah to build to build that perfect kit i yeah, I, I think that's something to to keep an eye on because I, I think we're close. We see so many options for notebook styles and notebook covers. You know, can can someone do make the perfect perfect kit for calligraphy nut? Maybe so. I could see that happening. All right. So our next question comes from Rustifer. I'd like a Pro Gear Purple Cosmos from Sailor in a larger size of pen. Yep. I mean, I. I don't want to I don't want to go down the path of like bashing on the the Pro Gear Sapporo but I think the 1911 standard just changed my mind on that pen so much. It just feels so much better. So give me all your fa- fancy sailors in the big sizes. That's it. And then Michael Grover says, 2019 wish list. I'm really hoping to see more full-size Pro Gear limited editions in the USA. All their core colors are usually available in 1911, and I much prefer the Pro Gear body style. I'm right there with you. I'm with you in the full sizes. Totally agree. And I don't know, maybe we'll see that this year. I, you know, we'll see. Sailor is so active with releases like i'm kind of surprised a little bit like it's constant um which makes it tough on the wallet and tough for consumers to decide you know is um is this the one i want or should i wait for the next one you know that's a challenge with you know we talk about things like retro 51 and and now sailor you know retro 51 that's their business model they make pretty much you know limited editions only where Sailor makes stock editions and limited editions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm, I'm with Michael just, you know, uh, overall. Let's get let's get more pro gears um in the in the in the cool styles that we get uh, everywhere else in the world. Patrick O'Neill says this might not be brand specific, but I'd love to see more lay flat options in notebooks like the Moo hardcover, also more stationary from Moo because the lay flat is great. Moo really had something here and it kind of fell off. I fizzled think they out had, a bit. Yeah, it fizzled out because once the word got out that they were good, they sold out and I think the restock was slow and 
just like any business, you move on to the next thing, right? But that didn't change the fact that this was they made a really great notebook just out of the blue. So yeah, I I agree on all counts. Lay flat. Any hardbound book and lay flat option is a tough, uh, tough process to succeed in. It can be done. There's lots that do it. I just I, I'm kind of with them that you know maybe would like to see more. So. Um, and more from Moo. Let's let's uh, let's relaunch that notebook, Moo. It was really good. It's still there, but um, you know, it's just kind of uh, it could have really been a thing. I think they were probably surprised with it, to be honest, right? I mean, that's not their business. And no, they made something that actually worked on the first shot, <laughs> and like they took their shot and they hit it. And I was like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> so I think they got stuck a little bit. All right, our next one comes from TOYP 2019. Wishless item, Visconti Homo Sapiens Vesuvius Special Edition. Vesuvius. I don't know if I've ever seen that word written down before. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. so I was like, Vesuvius? Okay, the Homo Sapiens (laughs) Vesuvius Special Edition using Llama. Llama. My word. All right, the Vesuvius Llama Edition. Okay, (laughs) using Lava... From a volcano I have visited. Do it. Like, Is this a thing I, Viscon- they do? They make the, from so the lava? Homo sap- the, yeah, so the Homo sapiens, that's their that's their selling point, and that's why it's so popular. It's got this really unique feel to it, and I've always wanted one, and they've never gotten the nibs to where I wanted, but in this past year, they've kind of fixed a lot of their nib issues. I'm not hearing about as many nib issues. I think Visconti makes some of the... Have, they have really great designs. Yeah. Now I'm more concerned about like nib materials like and price point. So it's a very expensive pen and nib materials aren't gold. They're whatever magic nibs they're using. So I can't argue with their design stuff though. I, I'm really taken by their designs. I've always wanted a Homo, Zap- Homo sapiens pen. I've never pulled the trigger on it. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. That's a good one. Eat Nick says, I'd like to see Toosby do more fun colored editions of the Mini, maybe some colored caps like the Eco. And I'd also like to see Write Pads do more limited edition notebooks with bold color covers and pure binding. No one does it as well as them. Saddle Stitch is nice, but boring. <laughs> yeah, so both, I, I'm with, I'm with uh, Michelle on both counts. So Twisby Mini, especially the Mini Vac. I love those pens. Give me, they're doing a lot with the eco, which I love all the, the eco designs. And they've done a lot with the 580 as far as the aluminum anodization. Throw me a bone on the mini or, or the mini vac. Pick one. I don't care which. Throw me a bone. Give me something fun on those pens. Give me, give it the eco treatment with just translucent caps and pistons, whatever. I don't care. Twisby's doing a really good job at making it fun. And giving lots of color options, give it to me in the mini vac or the regular mini, whichever one. Write pads, I agree. Like, I love everything that write pads does. What actually I want from write pads is a better basic notebook. Not a better notebook. I mean, they make like one of the best notebooks. I want more variety in their stock offerings like they have a stock three pack of blank lined and dot that's kind of their only basic edition everything else is kind of limited or like the bigger spiral bound stuff that they're doing now you know give me a basic dot three pack give me a basic grid three pack give me a basic blank three pack 
you know, just to get more people into the base editions as opposed to just the limited editions, which I buy universally, like no questions asked. Like they're such high quality. I love them. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Eat Nicks across the board on both of those things. And finally, uh, from Warehouse Forty, I'd love to see some. I'd love to see Notco do a mini note card that folds open, similar to the gigantic one. Perfect to keep in a wallet and get <laughs> a little bit more writing room than a business card. So this is I, the Gigante note card is just one of my favorite things. It's it shouldn't exist, but it does, and it's fantastic. At the same time, we yeah. made that. We said we have to do this in a mini note card. We have to have the petite in the foldover size and it would cost us more <laughs> to do that than to have the regular petite. So when you do a small product and then have to score it like we do, it's highly labor intensive, highly machine intensive, and it would cost us more than we could sell them for in a reasonable <laughs> for a reasonable question. So we tried. Like we really like we said, well we have to do this. This only makes sense. It's the perfect format for it and look at the price that's a no so (laughs) so that's an that's a no sorry warehouse so i'm so positive about all these other things but we actually tried this and it would be ridiculously priced i think it would cost us as much as we sell like the regular petite cards for now just to get them made that's shame. it was ridiculous it was ridiculous so that's it that's 2018 in a nutshell we're all done we can move on to 2019 onward and upward um Thank you so much to everybody who submitted a question. Uh, Thank you so much to all of you for listening, both now and at any point that you may have joined us this year or any other year. We sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. We can only do this show because of wonderful people like you. Um, Also, for our sponsors, Harry's, Kane 11, and Blue Apron, they supported this episode, um, and they've all been great supporters of the show this year as well. Um, If you want to find Brad online, knockco.com, knock.co. I'm going to assume assume he has both of those because I missed the first one. Brilliant. Um, Penaddict.com. Don't forget to become a member. That's a great digital gift for the Pen Addict in your life this year. Become a member of uh, Pen Addict uh, over at penaddict.com slash members. And you can uh, can get yourself the lovely refill newsletter um, every every single week i'm looking for i look forward to it every weekend it's a wonderful newsletter uh brad is a twitch streamer twitch.tv slash pen addict for that he is on instagram pen addict on instagram he is dowdyism on twitter d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m i am i mike i-m-y-k-e on instagram and twitter and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time in 2019 for our next episode of the pen addict until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad <laughs>